tree is going to be on the roof of the water balloons. Oh, yes. Please. Yes. I'm doing it right now. Please. Hey, this is Aaron Barrett from Real Big Fish. I'm a very famous person in a very famous cow band. This is Peter Kander from Ladies on Showtime and NCIS Los Angeles on CBS. That's a chortle. <laughs> you hear it, right? He's chortling right now. Chortle? Chortling. He says a chortle. I can't do accents at all. I can't Can you do, do Jamaican? No. Because Jamaican can... me mad. I hate you. Hey, this is David Kecker. Hey, it's Dave Perner from Soul Asylum. When the show's over, I have sweat pits, like, <laughs> everywhere. Whenever was... you talk about yourself in pain, yeah. that's pretty much what sets me off. Hey, this is Gary K. Wolf, creator of Roger Rabbit. Hey, I'm Jeremy Shada from Adventure Time and Voltron Legendary Defender, and you are listening to the Gag Order Radio Show. I hope you have pants on. No. no. What's your name again? Gag Order Gag Radio. Radio. Crazy mother. And we are live. Yes, I start every show with an and, even though that is not proper. It's Jay Francois, and in the booth is the man, the myth, the legend. Annoys the hell out of me, because apparently I'm, I'm a grammar Nazi now. Yes, you are, and that is Dimitri. Uh, and this is the Gag Order Radio Show, coming to you live on the Gag Order Network every Friday uh, at 5 till, I guess, 5.15. I don't know. <laughs> uh, All right, and we're done. Goodbye. Yeah, and we are finished. No, it's 5 to 7. Uh, every Friday, and we might do shows during the week, especially since we have the whole Reverb Nation thing going. So please uh, bear with us. There's a lot of y'all, and I'm going to be honest. None uh, of you all are that great. <laughs> some of you. So Some are good. Some a lot of the rest of you need Jesus. <laughs> um, <laughs> need more than that. Yes. And uh, we have a guest on today's show, just so you guys are aware. The way that we're going to break the show down is we got a guest right off the bat. We're going to have Morgan White Jr. from CBS News Radio. Uh, he does a show here in Massachusetts at, uh, I believe it's uh, Wednesday or maybe it's Friday nights, Saturday nights. It's an evening program. That's almost like an overnight show uh, where he does trivia. And he's been doing it for too many years. I think it's well over 14 years or so. Uh, and that's what's happening in the first hour. Then we're going to just talk a bit about whatever's been going on in the news. I don't really want to talk much about shootings and deaths because that's what we always talk about. It's always, always right there for us to discuss. There's no real need for it because, in all honesty, we get it. It's a terrible, terrible thing that happens every day now. Not even there's no breaks anymore. It's just an everyday occurrence, and it sucks. And I don't want to be one of those people that perpetuates the stereotype, or it's not the stereotype, but the fear that we're gonna be blind or become so used to it that we're no longer gonna pay attention to it. I just don't want to talk about it today. That's where I'm at. I just don't want to talk about it today. I'd rather talk about other things, goofy things. Um, was watching TV earlier, talk about some of the stuff that was on TV, talk about anything that you guys want to discuss, 857-366-5444, or text us if you can't call in, or if you're too scared to call in, uh, 857-445-0424, that is the number. You can also tweet us. I rarely ever give out the Twitter account, and that's really dumb. I should be better with that. It's on air gag. So our handle is on air gag. It sounds weird, but it is meant to be weird. 
and you should tweet us because our Twitter, we get a lot of inboxes from people requesting songs, requesting uh, celebrity interviews that we do or prize giveaways. But then a lot of our live stuff that gets retweeted is retweeted by porn accounts. So I'd rather have non-porn accounts do it. That'd be fun. Uh, and also, like it says on our Facebook page, if you listen to the show and are a fan and want sunglasses, we have a new sponsor. It is Nectar Sunglasses. Uh, you can find out more information by going to NectarSunglasses.com. And you have the opportunity to win a pair. I don't know if we're going to do it in a bundle if it's gonna be both male and female so you might win a pair of a guy and girl like him and hers or whatever but we have different models uh of the actual sunglasses so don't think it's just the regular i don't know the the old school old-fashioned looking ones we have a bunch of them polarized lenses some without they're great they're uh usually 50 bucks and up so we have a bunch to give away with wristbands and stickers and I don't know about discount codes, but we'll figure all the other stuff out. And then we have other sponsors that are coming aboard, so make sure that you guys um, pay attention for that or for more information regarding that in the future. Um, while I'm talking and rambling on, Dimitri's actually trying to make sure to lock down the guests and get them ready. I am going to say this one thing. When we go about picking out the musicians for the Reverb Nation um, I want to say submission process when we go about picking out who we think is cool or who we think is really uh, worthy of being on air. It's not to say that the rest of you stink on ice because there are a bunch of you that stink on ice and I think you know it. Um, it's more we're, we're vetting this initial group, getting artists that we plan on helping the full route of their careers like we want to have them come on air be part of the top 40 but then we also want to get involved and follow their process and follow what they're going to do from here on out especially when they decide they want to do shows come here and you have a network and a platform to promote it on that's what we want to be for you guys we always say we want to make everything tangible or be a launching pad for a lot of what you guys are doing so that we're going to show you our abilities by doing that with uh, the new um grouping or the new selection of reverb nation artists but that doesn't mean that we're going to completely purge our systems of the old songs if you have favorites if you have songs that you really like that you hear every so often and they make you bop and uh, i just bop when i'm 65 if they make you you know, snap your fingers and tap out a tune um just let us know tweet us or Email us on airgag uh, at gmail.com. That's the more immediate one, but there's tons on the website. Uh, just let us know if, if you want to save a song or if you want us to make a new song uh, be added to the top 40. But uh, without further ado, like I said, we're going to have uh, our guest early on. He's, I think, is he ready now? So we have our guest from CBS Radio. Uh, we have uh, Mr. Morgan White Jr., Hello, sir. Well, hello there. Hey. I don't know if I should say good afternoon or good evening. It's that awkward time. You should say good after evening. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll stick with good evening, All right. and that'll be good enough. All right. Uh, so thank you very much for coming on air with us. Um, 
for all of those uh, the fans because I, I know you and i have met personally and you let me sit in on your program and i enjoyed it i also will say this dimitri i had a, a riling bout of getting my butt handed to me regarding disney's uh really trivia. you oh, lost wow did i lose i don't think i started <laughs> um he, he lobbed out some stuff and i was like i'm just dumbfounded um but just so people that are um uh, they're not familiar with what you do. Can you kind of give everyone some of the background for your show, the one that airs here in Massachusetts and across, I want to say, uh, well, 48 states? We hit 38 states oh, with 30. the signal at WBZ. Yes. And when I'm on BZ, my show, The Morgan Show, from Saturday night, 10 p.m. to midnight, I do celebrity interviews and try to have a little fun with it. Tomorrow I'm interviewing, you want to talk about two different directions, <laughs> former mayor and ambassador to the Vatican, Ray Flynn. Really? He's on from 10 to 11, and then from 11 to 12, I have an author on who's written about Bewitched. So you can't go oh, wow. in two more different directions than that. That is very true. Wait, what do you mean they wrote about Bewitched, just about the program itself or about the history into the developing of the program? Yeah, basically, uh, the background, the history, the actors, all things Bewitched. That's pretty cool. So if people want to listen tomorrow, beginning at 11, they can uh, talk Bewitched. If you want to talk a little politics, you get a chance to talk to a three-time mayor of Boston and former ambassador to Italy, uh, Italy, excuse me, the Vatican, Ray Flynn. You should ask him how does he see uh, the current mayor handling things. You know, I've learned <laughs> there are certain questions that will light a fuse. <laughs> I try not to go there. Really? And even though I will ask him a little bit about the presidential election, uh, the questions that I've written down to pose to uh, Ray Flynn are not incendiary in their concept. Uh, okay. Well, I, 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 I don't. I'm not that type of interviewer. I don't do that. Ah, uh, well. I mean, is uh, you don't have to be that type. It could slip something. <laughs> Maybe I'll be a caller. That's what will have to happen. Okay, call in tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you want to give out that number so people can know uh, both numbers for the uh, sure nationwide Six and one, local? W- WBZ is at ten thirty on the AM dial. And the phone number, 617-254-1030. Simple enough. <laughs> Although I'd probably call every other station by mistake. Oh, I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> I'm trying to get Morgan. <laughs> no, I, I remember uh, the last time I came there, uh, you had on, it was like a weather-based program. There was a... I had Mark. I think I had Mark Rosenthal. Yes. Who is well known in the Boston area uh, for over four decades. He used to be the weatherman on Channel Five, and he now does weather for a variety of different outlets, uh, newspaper and computer. Weatherblast.com is his website. So if you want to find out the weather in your neighborhood. Go there, and he'll he'll tell you what your neighborhood's supposed to be doing. You guys are in Norwood. If you went to weatherblast.com, and if he is there now, he could tell you what the weather's going to do in Norwood for the next 12 hours. I would hope it would warm up and rain money. 
<laughs> if that was possible. I, I doubt that forecast is in anybody's future. Well, come on. You never know. There could have been a heist gone awry and just rains money. Uh, something tells me you've been reading too many Uncle Scrooge McDuck comics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's probably true. I'm, I'm pretty sure you have. Listen, I, what I read for my educational purposes in my off time. Educational purposes? Yes. Scrooge McDuck, you can learn a lot from him. Financial. You, def- <laughs> you know what? You can definitely learn a lot from not just Scrooge or Disney, but comic books can teach a lot. Yes, and they I'll can. I'll give you a quick example. Um, when I used to work for a living, I worked for the state from 73 to 80, and I had a couple of guys on my staff, and... One of them was from Puerto Rico, and he used to read comic books, and he told me that's how he learned English. Oh, wow. By reading comic books. I I don't believe BAM and POW are real words we use. No, but <laughs> normally in a thought balloon or caption balloon, as it's referred to in the world of comics, the three or four or five words in a thought balloon um can help a reader who doesn't speak English figure out the meaning of the words. That's true. It's nice and quick. You know, like you said, it's only four or five words in every single balloon. Yep. It's not paragraphs and paragraphs that you're trying to read. So it makes sense. And that's that's the explanation he gave me. Yeah, it's the adult version of C spot run. <laughs> That's a very good example. You know, that's what it is. It's because the, the pictures usually dictate what's happening. That's the, true. Yeah. So you're looking at the picture for what the words are explaining to you as a kid. So that's how you relate. The image is is like, all right, the dog is running, so these words have to say something about running. That's how yeah, I learned. Yeah, hint to figure it out. Yeah, yeah. So now it's like guy having dialogue with another guy flying in the sky while holding some carcass and now it's just it's written out in the description you eventually start to pick up on key phrases and see like every time this is mentioned this action is in is being portrayed so i get it very good way of putting it yeah i actually get it but speaking about comics you know speaking of comics there was actually the same time i was there there was a comic book um author there who is also an illustrator remind me because i do so much your friend that has the popeye he, uh, oh, Fred Grandinetti, yes. Yes, yes a local he used artist. To be, he was my first producer way back in October of 1980. And he and I have maintained a friendship, lo these many decades later. And as a matter of fact, I got to call him to let him know, because a couple of his favorite TV shows uh, were I Dream of Genie and Bewitched, as Uh-oh. well as Popeye. So I got to let him know what I'm doing tomorrow. Yeah, he's probably going to find a way to sneak in. <laughs> he could. Yeah, he most definitely could. Hey, uh, don't be he surprised could. if you see me, too. Oh. Or me. Or, listen, if you let Dimitri near any of your equipment, CBS will just start broadcasting Russian television. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> just be all Russian all the time. Um, but, no, uh, so... I just wanted to ask because I'm more interested in picking your brain, especially Go given ahead. the fact that you've been at this for, a, a, I'm going to say a long time, just to be respectful, just a, just a while. 1980 is when I first started radio. So you're okay with me saying eons and eons? <laughs> or do you want me to say Yep. <laughs> All right. So for a millennia, you've been doing radio. Um, <laughs> and, and I just wanted to know, how do you see, uh, how 
drastic has the change been over the years, or do you feel as though it's just as easy for somebody to jump into it now? It's much easier for someone to jump into it now because you can, anybody listening right now, if they want to make their own radio program with the ability that they have for handling a computer, there are so many websites or pirate radio or different ways. If they have a concept, if they feel that concept is broadcast worthy, they can put it out there. This That opportunity did not exist for me in 1980. Well, what, weren't there movies about pirate radio where a guy could like sit in his garage and do it via like a local broadcast? Yes, there were. And uh, uh, for an example, think back to the last uh, John McCain movie, Die Hard. He through the circumstances of that movie, which were unbelievable. But he met a person who just lived in his mother's basement and broadcast through powerful equipment yeah. and, and determination. If you've got the determination, you can do it. If you had determination in 1980, there were not as many avenues. Uh, a friend of mine, maybe about five years ago, he said he wanted to get into radio. And he said, how should he do it? How should he go about it? I said, well, first of all, don't care about money. Don't look to get paid. Don't look to make a lot of money because none of us make a lot of money unless you're like a Howard Stern or major network uh, news personality. Volunteer. Every school has their own radio station. Every town, almost every town, has their own radio outlet. Find out the nearest one to where you live and see in whatever way can you volunteer. Can you go and be a part of that station? Can you be a stringer, go out and find news stories of what's happening in your community? Can you be specifically used by their staff? because all local radio stations do not have a deep staff. WBZ has dozens of people that work there, but smaller radio stations do not have that luxury. So do you uh, suggest going in and having an illicit affair with the owner? Uh, that <laughs> That's always a way since <laughs> Listen, the days I'm of I'm all about the time. quickest way in. <laughs> the but, but more logically, I, I told my friend, what I just said. And he was able to find a station that allowed him to do a Saturday morning show. He always wanted to be a DJ, and he was lucky enough to be right place, right time. Do you know how you win, do you know how you win the lottery? Uh, you wait for somebody else to win it and take their ticket. Okay, that might work. <laughs> but if you want to win the lottery... You want to buy the winning scratch ticket. There's no rhyme or reason to buying the winning scratch ticket. A person in front of you could could spend literally a hundred or two hundred dollars on that specific five or ten dollar or twenty dollar ticket. They run out of money, they're broke, you come up behind them and just buy one, bingo. It's a twenty thousand, fifty thousand dollar winner. Right place, 
right time is what I'm saying. You never know unless you try, unless you make the effort to go out there and knock on some doors. Yeah, that's very a true. Door, a door may open for you, and it won't open if you don't knock. That's very true. Some doors, however, will never open because you realize the place has been closed for years. Okay, well, then the, <laughs> that's, that's... if you're going to have that defeatist attitude, you're right. But, <laughs> um, anybody listening right now, if you are determined to get into the radio business or the television business or the newspaper business, which is dwindling, let your determination lead you to a place by just knocking on the door, you may get in. That's awesome and sound advice. Well, granted, we're going to bar the rest of the leave it. from hearing it. But. <laughs> yeah, just keep trying, never give up right. kind of thing. Makes sense. Uh, uh, are we pulling the dory here? Are we saying just keep swimming? Just keep uh, swimming. Okay, well, okay. Um, thank you, dory. Swimming and swimming and swimming. <laughs> if that's what you need to do, do it. A lot of people are locked into go nowhere jobs and 5, 10, 15 years later, you're doing the same job. Maybe you've gotten raises to keep you kind of satisfied. Kind of being the key word. Or, or, <laughs> or maybe you're dissatisfied and you've got to let that dissatisfaction lead you to a better place. Yeah, and I agree. I mean, it, watching you do what you do, considering you've been at it for so many years, there's this comfort level, or uh, like you said to us uh, personally, you said, I just know it is. It's kind of that concept of it's just, I'm going to be here. This is my time slot. This is what I'm doing. Mm. And right. that's, I want to get to that point. You know, I want to I have it be where we're doing the program and it's a matter of fact. It's just what happens at this time, it equates this in my life, and it provides this in my life. And, that, and that's kind of where a lot of people, especially the individuals that get involved with the network, they're looking for that uh, eventual crux in their life. They're looking for the, to reach this point of where what they're doing here as not so much a hobby, but what they're doing here as an investment leads to ultimately something they're doing for a living. Almost like basically and security. And that word, that word investment is a key word. If you're willing to make the investment, the investment of your time, the investment of whatever skill you've picked up that could contribute to the broadcasting world or to being an NASCAR driver. I'm picking different occupations that may seem well out of your reach. But if it's something you really want, you'll reach. find a way. Yeah, you'll find it. a way. Now, what are the first steps on becoming a NASCAR driver? Because I would really like to do that. Well, first of all, not smashing your car and learn how to drive. <laughs> well, that's step drive like a NASCAR driver. That's learn step one. I believe turning. I already drive like a NASCAR driver, so that's step one. Well, how are you turning left and just <laughs> straight or left? I, I use a blinker, so I don't know if that's good or bad. I don't think you'll see um, Jeff Gordon or Just with a Dale Earnhardt Jr. using a blinker as they go around the track. Hey, you got to let other people know where you're going. Uh, that's what you're supposed 
Well, the old saying about that in Massachusetts, you don't use your blinker. Why provide the enemy with information that would help them? <laughs> Listen, that's very true. How many really times you put on your blinker, yeah. yeah, and they're just speeding yeah. up. It's like, come on, guy. You were totally fine-paced back there. I, t- I put my blinker on. All of a sudden, you're next to me. Yeah, it really seems like that. Yeah, it's I, weird. I've, I've been there. Yeah, it's I've really weird here. Ugh. But uh, no. So Morgan, a little bit more info on on your history. What's what's one of the more amazing interviews you've gotten to do in your past? Well, talking about animation, as as we were talking about animation before, my first radio interview, and I've done hundreds. That may even be an underestimation. I've done thousands of interviews with people who were part of a TV show or authors or whatever the case may be. But the very first interview I did, I was supposed to do it for an hour with Dawes Butler. And if neither of you know who Dawes Butler was, he passed away, oh, good 20 years ago. But he was the voice of so many cartoon characters. It Barney Rubble. Five hours. No. Say it again. Was it Barney Rubble? No. Barney Rubble was Mel Blank. Mel Blank. I could, I, but like like Mel Blank was for Warner Brothers cartoons with all the characters Mel Blank did, Bugs Bunny, Daffy Duck, Foghorn, Leghorn, um, Dawes Butler did for the golden days of Hanna-Barbera in the 50s and 60s, Huckleberry Hound, Yogi Bear, Mr. Jinx, Jeez. and he was supposed to be on with me for an hour. He did three hours with I me. I love that. Wow. And I have interviewed... Either one of you, pick a TV show from the 60s, 70s, or 80s. And don't say we weren't born then. Scarecrow and Mrs. King. In reruns. Scarecrow and Mrs. King. Scarecrow and Mrs. King. I interviewed Bruce Boxleitner twice. What? I actually watched that show. I'm not going to lie. I, I, I will say I don't know what I watched Scarecrow and Mrs. King. It was, it was uh, there, uh, one was a spy and the other one was a housewife who, like, yeah, some, somehow kind of a spy. this spy and this housewife every week Teamed overlapped up. each other. Yeah, it's just the weirdest thing. He was a stalker, and they just never explained it. it was just well, that, that, that could be. Yeah, he was but always present. I, I interviewed Bruce Boxleitner on two different occasions. Wow. I am in my bedroom right now uh, next to me on my wall. I have all types of memorabilia in my room, but next to me, is an 8x10 of Barbara Feldon, who was 99 on Get Smart. Oh. And I I interviewed oh. her on two or three occasions. I am under a poster. My two favorite TV shows, one, drama, The Man from Uncle, one, comedy, Dobie Gillis. And I've interviewed Dwayne Hickman, who was the star of Dobie Gillis, Three times I interviewed Bob Denver, who left Dobie Gillis to become Gilligan. I interviewed Bob Denver two times over the years. He's long since passed away. Yeah. And I'm under a collectible, a collector's item poster of The Man from Uncle. This poster was produced in 1965, and you could send away to NBC for a dollar and a quarter and get this poster. Oh, it's gone wow. up in price. And this poster is over my bed, framed. And I have interviewed both Robert Vaughn and, on eight different occasions, Dave McCallum, 
Everybody knows him as Ducky from NCIS, but he was oh, Ilya wow. Karyakin. That's yeah, right. I, yeah. I, he's one of my favorite actors. You love NCIS. Yeah, he's one of my favorite actors. He plays he plays uh, coy so very well. Like he he does this weird, yeah. you know. It's just it's something about him. I just I love it. I, I love his character. And he, Dr. Mallard, aka Ducky. Exactly. I love him. I love him. Like he's one of the, he's one of those characters that I can never get enough of. That reason why I rewatch the series over and over again. It's him. Um, it's uh, why am I drawing a blank on Gibbs' actual name? Uh, Mark Harmon. Mark, Mark Harmon. There's something about that the the stare that he does, just the the cadence right. of his character is so different. And I and I love uh, Weatherby that, that just left. Oh, Michael Weatherby. Yeah. yeah, they just spun him off into his own show, Bull. Yeah, which is I don't know. And that's that's on your network, right? That's on CBS. On CBS, correct. So, all right, Bull looks like I don't know. I'm I. If they say it's based on Doctor Phil. It's very interesting. I did watch maybe the first twenty minutes of it. Unfortunately, I got distracted and I had to stop. But it's it, it basically. Um, do you remember that um, that lying show that you were watching, where like the person can actually predict if you're lying or not? Oh, liar, liar! Li- no, lie to me, lie li- to me, lie to me. It was basically a, a form of like psychology and technology put together. That's what Bull is. He can he can predict. Yeah, how- well, they're little little tells everybody has yep. to indicate what they're thinking if they are responding. In a truthful way or not, uh, eye blinks or um, touching your face with your fingers or oh, there are so many tells. They come in handy if you play poker in Vegas, which I do. Oh, I, I don't. I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna tell you a quick story yep. about David McCallum that he told me. When now we're going back to 1964, 63, 64, and he was one of a superb cast. That was in the movie The Great Escape. Steve McQueen, James Garner, Donald Pleasant, Richard Attenborough. I could go on. James Coburn. And Dave McCallum was in that movie. And his character gets shot by the Gestapo at a train station. And he told me his daughter couldn't watch that movie. Oh, gee. Whether it was the first time. Now, that the movie, again, has been came out about 50 years ago. And he told me this story about 8 to 10 years ago. And even now, she is not comfortable. When she was a little girl and saw it, she had to leave the room. But even now, she's not comfortable seeing her father killed in the way he was killed. Really? So now you know a little insight about David McCallum. Yeah, he's such a he's such a great actor. I think one of the more and this is gonna this is back to my nerd, you know, fan whatever isms. Um, but one of the scenes that really moved me emotionally was uh, there was a time like Ducky has a heart attack on the beach. It's the simplest, yes. plainest scene, and it wrecked me. <laughs> it was the weirdest thing because it's I'll just. Tell you wh- I'll tell you why it wrecked you. That was the final episode of. Season 9, I think. Season 8 or 9. And you didn't know if that was going to be the way they were writing him out. When he shot that scene, he didn't know if that was the way they were going to write him out because he had not signed a contract. Normally, it's a one or two or three year contract. He had not signed his contract. So at that point, they had that in the can 
just in case they were not bringing his character back. But they did. The show's gone on for four more years since. Now, I think this is season 13 or 14. Yeah, it's a very long-running show. But yep. is he not back or is he still on? Oh, he's, ba- he's back. He's still on. Because they got rid of the rest of the cast. Well, Cody DePablo. She's been gone, um, and they killed her off. Um, the end of last yes, she yeah. is. Z- Ziva David was her character. She wanted to do more, and she went to the um, writer-producer, uh, Donald Belisario, who that is his show. He's the executive producer, and she asked to leave the series. He said, fine. And I've got a, a mental block on the woman who played the character of Kate for the first two seasons. She left that. Yeah. yeah. And within a year, she showed up on the TV show uh, that was filmed or alleged to be shot in Boston. Oh, I, I know and what you're talking about. I I I remember. Uh, what's her actual name? Is it's not Chris? No. I see. I'm not good with the names. Uh, the woman that played Kate, uh, Caitlin Todd. Yes, but she, her real okay. name is what? Christy? No. Oh, uh, Sasha Alexander. Oh, Sasha Alexander. Wow. That's the name. What? See, I want to let on? you do it because I've been <laughs> I've been coming up with all these answers. Listen, we already know I names. failed terribly. He asked me like the simplest questions. I think it was like, the who's the, who's the main person at Disney World? And I think well, I said well, like, you, Roger. You Ryan. know he's the human Google, right? Why yeah, he you? is the human Google, which makes me upset. And people use me in that capacity all <laughs> of the time. <laughs> My friends, I can't tell you how often I've got the phone call in the middle of the night. Oh, one, you're... two, three o'clock in the morning. Who's this actor that played in this from... TV show? Yeah. Yep. From who, Drunk who Friends, probably. Which is what was the name of the TV show that did that? Name the song that was the remake of that. And even in my sleep, I'm, I'm pestered by these things. <laughs> I, I try to help people as best I can. You just got the, hey, you get the drunk call. Uh, There's a song that goes like, da, 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 da. Yeah, it's, it's such and such. All right, have a good night. <laughs> so you're saying that if I, don't, if I have a question at 3 a.m. Uh, tomorrow, I should not call you? Wait until 10 a.m. That <laughs> okay. might be a bit more. Welcoming to your phone call. Fair enough. You right. might get you might get the answer, but it's going to be laced with a lot of colorful <laughs> words. <laughs> no, I, I understand what people's um, failure to be able to pinpoint a memory. I understand that, and it's happened to all of us. Sometimes it happens more often to others, and it happens less frequently to me. That's why people ask me. I should just get you to memorize all of my passwords and then call you. Because I'm <laughs> terrible. <laughs> I'm te- I'm, I legitimately change my Facebook password every week because I just don't okay. remember it. So You can do that. So I need to call you and be like, hey, what's my Facebook password? No, you just again? end up texting me. Yeah, I do. I always ask you what's the password for everything. <laughs> I'll give you a clue. <laughs> whatever, whatever your password is and you want to change it, just do a numerical progression you've got five digits have your first digit the new one be one up from what the previous digit was then two then three then four then five up if it still says stays a single digit that way you don't have to worry about too much remembering you two want to play a game sure 
That sounds scary. That was like saw. <laughs> okay. Pick a number. Don't tell each other the number. Don't uh, don't write it down. There will be a little math required. Uh, well, I failed. But I'm not going to make it too difficult. <laughs> so just in your head, pick a number. Okay. Double it. Do I have to write this down? I feel like I've never had it. No. <laughs> Unless you feel incapable of doing this. No, I think I'll be okay. All right. You've picked a number. You've doubled it. Mm-hmm. Add 10 to the number. Okay. Now cut the number in half. Wait, how did I get a Z? <laughs> <laughs> All right, continue. Cut the number in half. Yep. Now, now the number that you first chose, subtract it from the number you have now. I feel like we should have Jeopardy music on. Are you ready? Yes. Yes. If you've done it right, both of you should have the number five. Oh, son of a gun. That's very impressive. Did you both have the number five? I have five, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Although I was I was kinda I was I was hesitant of regarding my math. <laughs> I, was like, I had to make sure I had to do it twice. I was like, ah, I think I added okay. wrong. No, but it's five. All yeah. Right. Yeah, it is five, yep. There you go. I hate that. Because even the, a, even the get people. That's called a Fibonacci it. maneuver. Oh, the oh, I've heard that. I've heard I've heard the word <laughs> Fibonacci used in a bunch of TV shows regarding like a crime boss. Actually, <laughs> I'm yep. not even joking. I, there's a lot. There's of also the say. Fibonacci sequence. There's a lot of that uh, Fibonacci yep. words, uh, phrases. See, and this is the stuff that he would do to you to make you feel like you're just you're dumb. <laughs> it just no, happens. You're not dumb. Nope. Nobody is dumb. Uh, Nobody in the planet is dumb. Well, we had some. Interns. Everybody knows something about something. What if you know something about nothing? Or nothing about something? He's going to hate us, buddy. <laughs> I'm not going to throw <laughs> sticks and stones at either one of you Fair in enough. regards to what you don't know. Okay. That breath, however, was like a, listen, <laughs> if, you, if you were in my presence, you guys would get beat up. No, but um, I do have another question. Did you find radio here? Because I, I, I don't know if you just stayed in Massachusetts only for your career or if you've been all around the country, especially like in the number one I have radio been, market. I've entertained all over the country. Okay. I've entertained, name a major city. Uh, I've entertained all up and down the East Coast. I've entertained in New York, uh, Chicago, Los Angeles, Las Vegas. But I've never done radio. Well, I have. I've done Radio in Vegas, and I was—I had the option back in the mid to late '80s to have my own radio show in Vegas, but I turned it down because at that time my son was only two or three years old, and I didn't want to be away from my son. Oh, I didn't want to do that to him. Oh well, I was—I was just looking. Now he's thir- now he's 33. He works in Connecticut. For Channel 3, he's a field reporter for um, Channel 3 in Connecticut. Congratulations to him. But yeah. I, I was more interested in seeing whether or not you thought radio here was more difficult than radio in other states. No, I'll say this. If you are a weatherman, if you are a newscaster, if you are a disc jockey, 
whether you are in Boston, New York, Detroit, um, Phoenix, I'm naming major cities. There are pretty much the same requirements of you to do your job and do it well. But there's that so, whole local angle and the local energies. I feel I, this. I don't know. I, I would. I know New York is the number one market, so I feel like your energy would have to be to eleven just to do a proper radio show there. But is there a laid back feel? I will here? agree up to a point. Really? You're right. You do need a boost in your energy to be a disc jockey in New York, or you need to have a certain quality to your program, to your voice, to your approach to radio. When you think of um, people, oh, I'm trying to think of some well-known, Howard Stern. Yeah. Howard Stern started in Boston on a small radio station in Newton, as a matter of fact, WNTN. He interned there. Did not do well, <laughs> was young, impatient, wanted more, didn't last. They got rid of him, I think, within a month. Oh, geez. Wow, that was, uh, that was but he had the bug. He wanted radio. He went to Washington, D.C., but hit the home run in New York, went from one radio station to another, and then became the Howard Stern that we all know, the king of all media. Does he have a great radio voice? No. <laughs> but he has an irreverence yeah, to doing he, what he did. Yeah. And he was like the bad boy in class, having strippers on and the, the antics that he pulled. Being a radio personality. Very similar to Opie and Anthony. I believe they did a stint in Boston yes. as well. And Opie and Anthony, they were fired not once. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, uh, not twice. Uh, <laughs> Three different times, I do believe, but they always wound up landing on their feet somewhere else. And now it's just it, Opie and uh, Jim Norton. Okay, but, but the key, the key is... Keep trying. You need to have an energy about you, or as well, you need to have a signature about you. Howard Stern has a signature about what he did. Don Imus. Don Imus and Howard worked at the same station. And Don Imus has a great radio voice. Still. Five decades. <coughs> yeah, five decades. Five later. decades later. Yeah. Imus has a great radio voice, irreverence about himself, and a great brain. A very intelligent man. But they came from so, the same area, <laughs> so it's like, well, you got one. If you look at if you look at the difference or just the gap in in regards to how vary their programs are one guy was a loose cannon who did whatever came to mind and the other one was this poignant individual who had great conversation and okay weird. but they both have a great rolodex they get great guests yes true regular guests 
guests that are, that are on monthly or more often than that or maybe just every half year, but they both have a great repertoire. They both have almost like their own little army. Don Imus has um, Bernard McGurk and, and several other people that are a supporting cast for him. Howard Stern has a similar concept in a supporting cast. Neither of them fly alone. They, they are dependent upon their supporting cast to do what they do and do it well. Yeah. And and that's kind of like one of the key things that we we discuss with programs here, just making sure that the crew around you is ready for the task at hand, which is just preparing, you know, the show. It's you have to be right. on, you got to be ready, you got to be prepared. So you come on, and you do the program, you do it to the best of your ability, you put all your effort into it because you understand the product that you're delivering is who you are. It's the key that you want everybody to, to really hone in on. It's just what makes this that, person unique. And that is an excellent label that you just came up with, and that will work whether you're broadcasting in Hawaii or Montana or New York City. Yes, there are certain things you've got to do differently in Montana than New York City, but the quality of your broadcast, your broadcasting ability should be the same exactly and uh so i don't want to take up too much of your time so what we're going to do is i'm going to ask you to give everybody wherever they can get a hold of you uh whether it be seeing you live in person doing your trivia night or whether it be on air you could just give them your information so our fans can reach out All to right. you thank you for that opportunity every monday except this monday um <laughs> i am at jacob worth second oldest restaurant in Boston, 37 Stewart Street, 5.30 until 7. This Monday they're closed for a private function, but I'm almost always there. Tuesday I am in Dedham, and that is at the Midway Restaurant right on Washington Street, and next to the Bob's Furniture diagonally across from the FedEx office. Can't miss it. I am there from 6.30 to 8, and every third Wednesday, I don't know, I don't have a calendar in front of me, but whatever that is, <laughs> every third Wednesday, I am in Whitman at McGuigan's Pub. That show starts at 7 p.m., and come and play trivia, give away plenty of prizes, hats, T-shirts, CDs, whatever I have handy, and win. I try to make it as easy as possible for people to win. Yeah, and, and uh, if I'm going according to this week being a week that has passed, the next time you'll be there is the 12th of October. So, impossible. Yes. No, impossible. <laughs> what do you mean, impossible? The, the 12th could not be the third Wednesday. Well, I said if we counted this week as a week having been passed. So, like, this week oh, was the 28th, oh, oh. and next week would be well, the 5th. Well, October 12th could not be the 3rd. It would have to be the 15th or higher. No, so 19th would be the – if you're going October only, then 19th would be the, the right. Wednesday. Right, there you go, there. Okay. the 19th. I was just trying to include this one. And I'll <laughs> play a game with the two of you, and one of you win a T-shirt, one will win absolutely nothing. I'm probably going to win. <laughs> <laughs> Are you is the ready? Is the answer five? Because I win. 
Uh, no. Oh. <laughs> Let's go. All right. One of you pick a letter. Uh, but, all right. Go ahead. Say it. Oh, B. B. Now, before I ask the second letter, I'm not, this is all off the top of my head. I'm not in front of a computer. I don't use computers anyway. But now I need one more letter. Um, J. I'm going to give you somebody who has those initials. BJ, the first one of you to say the right answer will win a T-shirt. Piano Man. Uh, oh, the actor in Piano Man. Uh, no, who is the Piano Man? Oh, who, who is the Piano Man? His uh, nickname. I don't know. Um, Billy Joel. It should not have taken you two that long. Listen, um, I, you know, neither one of, the neither one of you said it. <laughs> the sun is in my eyes. And there's a, uh-huh. There's a All bit right. of a hail I had to soda. We'll reverse the letters. Okay. Okay. JB. JB. All right. Daniel Craig. James Jam- Bond. Oh, son of a bitch. James Bond is the right answer. Go to my website, text me your full address and the size of the T-shirt. Oh, cool. And I will send you a T-shirt. I'll make sure to do that. Thank you. I hate you. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> See, yeah. I still can't win again. This is this. Ah. Hey, you could have answered. I said Billy Jay- Joel. Yes, that I should. I should have said Billy Joel. But I tried to go I with would, James Bond. I said J, and he just. I wouldn't have gotten to the James Bond if you answered the Billy Joel. Exactly. So you could have won the first time. Thanks to both of you. My self-esteem <laughs> is super high. <laughs> um, but uh, no, we thank you so very much. Uh, once again, let people know when they can hear you on air. Every Saturday night on WBZ News Radio 1030 from 10 p.m. to midnight. And this weekend, I'm sorry, um, upcoming next week, next weekend, I'm on as well as my shift. I'm on at midnight, both Friday and Saturday, to 5 in the morning. Wow. Yeah, I want to be a part of those. Um, and with that being said, we are going to cut to a break. And uh, when we come back, we are going to talk about ways that you guys can win a pair of Nectar sunglasses from NectarSunglasses.com. Go on NectarSunglasses.com to find a pair of sunglasses that you guys would be interested in. We have many models here. Uh, And uh, when we also come back, we're also going to talk about, for all those musicians submitting, different ways to increase your chances of being heard on air. Thank you very much. Wait, wait, guys. Yep. Before I say goodbye, I want both of you keep at it Thank because you. this is like the road to oz you're in the first few steps of the yellow brick road and you have no idea where it's going to leave lead but keep at it okay yep. thank you definitely thank you very much i've been having asthma attacks on this road but i'm going <laughs> to keep going <laughs> all right take care all right thank you very much uh stay with us and uh we'll be back after this break skagorn
this song I wasn't ready for singing along Where is your bride, pretty lady?
are back. It is the Gag Order Radio Show here on the Gag Order Network. The number in studio is 857-366-5444. You can also reach us by texting 857-445-0424. And again, like I said, I've been neglecting the Twitter handle. It's On Air Gag. So find us on Twitter at On Air Gag and on Instagram at Gag Order Network. Yep. Uh, but And Snapchat, actually, Gag Order. Well, Snapchat as well. I have a Snapchat thing, and it's just a lot of inappropriateness. So, so um, from you or to you? Uh, look, we're, we're not going to judge. <laughs> we're just going to say it's just inappropriate. I, I, I get weary when I have kids like grab my phone. I'm like, ah, you should have probably touched my phone. Just because I don't know what's in So you haven't been looking at the pictures I've been sending you on Snapchat? No, I haven't. But oh. I, just, I've been opening up Tinder thinking. I, I think I get the same content. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, just so everybody's aware, it's, it's still myself, Jay, and in the booth is Dimitri. Yep. But we have uh, an oldie but a goodie in the studio, a familiar voice for those that have listened to us for a while. Um, I, I think I think his name is. Uh, he came in one day. It's Bert Reynolds. Bert Reynolds. Well, well Bert no, Reynolds. This guy, I believe, we had many skits set up with him where he was going to sit down in a in a in a robe in a robe with a wine glass and talk about. It's actually <laughs> it would be cognac. Oh yes, yes, it was going to be a. a <laughs> Remember this? You're going to talk about in front of a fireplace. History, music history. Um, he came to us with tickets in the way beginning. That was how he first came aboard. Uh, and then we, we kidnapped him from his establishment. That is true. It is, uh, the one, the only Joey B. Hello. Hello. I'm glad to be back here. Yes. It is so warm in the studio. Yes. We can actually turn on the AC if you want. That'd be lovely. Uh, so, uh. I'm sweating profusely already. Are you nervous? Do we make you nervous? I'm so nervous. Well, the thing is, you're sweating profusely now. I have spent how long in this studio i want to say like since we really started getting back on the air and i've sweat in places i didn't know i could sweat that'll cause a rash jay well <laughs> let's just say i sweat in places that just tapioca <laughs> was the consistency of things at one point <laughs> tapioca yes that's awful and laffy taffy and maple syrup there's a lot of just slow moving Liquids. <laughs> That's how a lot of the consistency of things happen. You ever see when you crack eggs open and just have the yolk pour out? That look. Oh, that's my favorite coming. part. Well, yeah. you know how it's just coming out of the egg, that look right there? It like oozes out. Yeah, just that oozing, and then finally the yolk itself kind of joins the rest of it. That's, <laughs> yeah. So when I say airing I'm out. change seats. <laughs> <laughs> but that's why I told I said a while ago, this was, this was months ago, I told them I wanted to create or invent pants that had fans in them and just fan pants. pants with fans yeah and you would just turn on fan pants you'd be sitting there it would be awkward to sit there and suddenly turn on you hear <laughs> that would be great but i'd have the most happy face ever <laughs> it would lower the swass factor yes it would just yes yes the swass factor swass factor is an actual ratio where one individual butt cheek <laughs> smashes against another one you don't want to go over 13 percent yes it's like a it's like a yoki yes yoki substance it's, it's like a mist almost it's what it what's it is what causes the funk in most locker rooms <laughs> when an individual works out and goes and changes and you smell that like it that, smells that like funk wet mop funk <laughs> that's what it is it's the swass factor. I thought that was the grundle. Well, no, no, the grundle, the grundle is just a. It's a side effect of swass. It's true. It's true. It spreads. It's, it's yes, it it's does. It's gonna start somewhere. Cross <sighs> rot. Then it goes to athlete's foot. Then, <laughs> then it just, goes to athlete's foot. Then, then it becomes ringworm. Yeah. 
<laughs> then somehow it turns into diabetes. Yeah. I don't <laughs> and then you're in a mobile scooter, just driving around the neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, the guy's just like, you go, so what happened? Just swass, man. How'd you get diabetes? Swass. I don't want to talk about it. You're yeah. up at home watching The Price is Right all day. Just, um, just repeat in jeopardy. Yeah, just should have taken care of the swass when I had a chance, when I could reach around. Just... To care to swag. Now, fan pants, that would be great. It would be. That would be fantastic. And it would look like MC Hammer pants every time it went on. So you could or, dance. Or the, the big, uh, what was the trip gothic pants with the chains on them? Yes. Yes. And you could do the hands all the time. You'd have to work, like walk around with glow sticks and gloves like a douche. <laughs> like but, you're in a rave 24 yeah. 7. <laughs> and you'd have to do it. Then you have to like pull the dang uh, but you'll cords be cool. on your, your ankles so you keep the air in because <laughs> the smell is probably. Look, I didn't. <laughs> Factor in the fact well, that when the smell comes out, yeah, you can put an air freshener on the yeah, fan. Yeah, the little car blade plug-in. You know, just kind of plug that right into the fan. Get a little cartridge lavender. That's plug that sucker in. Yeah, a bounce just, a bounce sheet. You just so put what, that. Oh, what's that smell? It's uh, my moon musk. Sorry, I have to it's change my sheet out. Moon musk that I got going on. I got a moon musk cartridge in. Usually the ladies. You know, like there's like Mountain Dew flavored um, cartridges for um, the e-cigarettes. Yeah, really. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Look, look at look at him. He's like, yeah. I know all about that. <laughs> yeah, no idea. But I, I maxed out my cards on him. No, um, <laughs> for for me, I was just thinking, yeah, for fan pants, there would probably have to be like scent cartridges that you would install, and just, like the fan itself is scented. Yeah, you just and you just buy like a small cartridge, like he said, like a, a plug-in, like a Glade plug-in, <laughs> and you just put the cartridge in, and it's. I just can like, just imagine you actually plugging in a Glade plug-in into French your vanilla. pants. Or or I'd make one that's just called success. <laughs> And just plug it in. What would that smell like? It, it would smell like less of a like. It would smell like. I'll be honest. It'll smell like sack, but it'll smell like <laughs> well kempt sack. Like schnozberries. It just you know. It would smell like. All right, that's a man that grooms. <laughs> like, it's, 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 it, has, it has a certain musky. Yeah, it smells like aftershave and manliness. <laughs> it just smells like bravery. Women it's, love it. Can we find bravery? Whatever that scent is bravery. on the battlefield <laughs> afterwards. You mean blood? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> blood and sweat. That's yeah. pretty much what it is. And that's all it would be. And you put it in and just and it just we'd we'd just load it with pheromones. Mm, the scent of a battlefield. Yeah, and that's all it is. We load it with pheromones and just and like a little like a hints of, you know, just gunpowder. Cinnamon. Yeah, cinnamon and Just a little bit of gunpowder. Not too much. You yeah. don't want to overwhelm. And then suddenly your it pants. blows up. Now we just got a lot of people running around with blowing up pants. Uh, just, you know, phone's been blowing up. Yeah, exactly. They wouldn't lay in the airport with those pants. Man. Yeah, they'd be like, are you wearing the fan pants? Yeah, you got to dump those over there. But listen, guy, I've had 16 hours in a car. I can't do this. I'm an Uber driver. Can't do it, buddy. Gotta yeah, hey, look, your cab, you're, you would walk into a car and be like, you know, they have AC in the cars, like, right? Like linen. Yeah. yeah, they have ACs. Apparently, cab drivers are allergic. Like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I haven't taken a cab. Oh, there's so. nothing worse than when you get into a smelly cab. Yeah, especially when it has the, the cloth lining in the oh, back. Yeah. You're like, oh, this has trap farts from 83. <laughs> <laughs> you got to watch out for those beaded seat covers, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, the beaded one. What, what are you watching? Die Hard all of a sudden? Like, no, no. That's how that a lot anymore. of these cabs are. And then when you get in that stupid slick floor. No, it's called Uber. You, you know the, the slick floor that they have in, in a lot of the clubs? Oh, they put the like a mat over it? Yeah, it's oh, that yeah, weird yeah. shellacking, basically, where you lose your life. Your phone goes, and it's legit into a slot that he has up front. He's just like, oh, all right, now oh, I have it's like, it's like the 18th hole in miniature golf. It just yeah, disappears. It's just gone. You're like, I think I dropped my phone. No, you didn't. The 18th hole is the worst hole. Is it? Because it has the most pressure. Because if you, so much, pressure. if you get a hole in one, you get another free game. I, wait for you mini do? golf. Where 
for a lot of mini golf places have that. If you can make a hole in yeah, one, yeah, on the yeah, yeah, they actually they have that. That would be um, fantastic. I don't think I've ever hit a hole in one. Well, mic golf here in Dedham. Uh, now I'm being super local, but Mo- golf monster here, mini golf. Well, no, mic golf here in Dedham. No, I know. Um, if you go there, it doesn't have like the hole in one thing. If you if you golf a perfect game, you get. Uh, like I think half the summer free or something like that. Oh, wow. That's pretty cool. Um, and then you planko it. You put the ball in the return. And okay. If it lands in a certain spot. You get a free whatever. Oh, cool. I know Monster Mini Golf does that. If you have a hole in one on your 18th hole, uh, you get another free game. Have you ever played speed mini golf? No. Speed. Is that when you're on speed or how does that work? No, it's when you get there and you're the a holes that m- you yell at people to move it. Oh, <laughs> like, we get. So there. you're that guy, huh? I used to do this. You're that listen, jerk. Listen, that all guy. through high school, every girlfriend I had, whenever I would go play mini golf, I'd be like, "Look, I, I understand that you think this is cute and all. I want to get this done as soon as possible." So you just fly through the course because I've been stung by bees at mini golf courses. I have a thing against them. I've been stung, and also. It makes me realize at times in my life that how, you hate kids. Well, no, nah, never mind. <laughs> it. Listen, I love my niece and nephew, and that's about it. You hate kids um, are not related to you. Yes, exactly. But um, <laughs> it's one of those things where I realized at some like instances in my life playing mini golf how unathletic I was. At mini, you don't know, listen have to be athletic. when you're out there and you're like, I'm sweating in my underboob area. <laughs> like it's just like you, you got to get off the mini golf course. That's why I would speed through a lot of it. Just go. Wait, why, you, what does athletics have to do with mini golf? Um, Not much. Apparently, bending over and swinging takes a lot out of. Well, a look. Okay, six asthma. months ago, you couldn't pick up a pen. Yeah, right? and I and listen, a guy with COPD and asthma, swinging, trying oh. to pick up a golf ball every. <laughs> yeah, I, every time I, I would hit it, I got. I gotta go get that. That's not good. So sometimes when I would miss, I'd go, that's five misses, and I would just <laughs> tap the ball down the stairs to the next hole. <laughs> I'm not going to bend over and get it. I'm going to start Wait, from you'd actually You actually hit the ball way over the course. Yes. Instead of picking it up. Yeah, and it surprises you. Walking to the next. Are you the guy that hits it into the water on purpose so that you can splash yourself a little bit? No, <laughs> because the, the, <laughs> at McGolf, there's like a weird bridge. But there was a place in like Peabody where I hit it so hard, it went where the animals are. So there's like a petting zoo, and I just you hit a it. you hit a, a poor defenseless animal with it, your it, golf. It club. was a goat. I wasn't Some lion gonna is gonna choke on your golf ball, and it's it, all over. No, the goat can eat through it. <laughs> Figure it out. It'll you know, know goats it's not, are it's great not a for grass. Yeah, I heard. Yeah, but it's not a. It's not. A, uh, goats can chew through anything. They eat cans. They or can also climb mountains. Yeah, exactly. They're fine. Billy goats gruff. That's right? a good point. Isn't that what that whole fairy tale was about? They're yeah. It's about you throwing your golf club at animals. I didn't throw the club. The ball, Dimitri. Oh, I the think the whole club. But no, so speed golfing is. There's a lot to it. You have three hits, three immediate hits that you have to get done within a minute. Just one, two, three, bam. You ha- and you have to try to get it in. If Does everyone miss- hit the ball at the same time? No, everyone hits it right after another. So it's like okay. you line it up and you have a minute. So you got to hit within a minute. You got to get three hits out okay. to try to get it in. That's fine. That's doable. So it, you you. But when it's like five people, it gets out of hand. It's like bumper mini golf. Because basically, Whoa. you got to get out of the way of the next person going for it. That's true. Yeah. yeah. So it would just it become a mess. And when these guys are still finishing up, we're already running to the next one. So it would get to the point where there'd be people like taking their time. They're with their family. They got their kids, and they're like, "Come on, Junior!" And you go, "Hurry up already!" Seventeen-year-old's out on his first date with his girl, and he got oh, yeah. Jay behind him. Going, oh, yeah. Let's go! Yeah, let's go. move. Move! We got plans. He has like six on hole two. I think I think we dropped a lot of words that you wouldn't like the whole gamut of the alphabet. How many people were you with? Oh, the the worst time, like yeah. the worst speed mini golfing experience. 
Um, I want to say it was senior year of high school, and we had 15 people. That's just stupid. It was hilarious. That's a lot not of golf for, Not for other people. <laughs> oh, no, no. For everybody else, they hated our guts. They hated our guts. Yeah, I would too. But that's also because some of my friends started a fight at the first hole. <laughs> we just we just were like, we chalked it up. You were a jerk. Yes. You are a jerk. Is Way that, to go, Jay. Is that a surprise? Way to go. Was that a surprise? No, I'm just re- restating a fact. Why? Why are you restating a fact? I sent Dimitri this really cool, uh, or to me it's cool, this video that's like a, a, a car, a toy car truck thing. I think we need to get a really big toy set in studio. Legos? Something. Tonka trucks? You know what I, I, I match cars? Yeah, I wish I still had from my childhood was Crossfire. Um, that little car racing thing where it was like a gun, but it was just one trigger, and the, Look, the more you that, pulled it, the, the faster the cars no. went. And it would just loop around. Yeah, and it was on a magnet. The cars were on a magnet. That thing is awesome. Really? Yeah. Is it, guys? It is. Really? It really is. F you guys. Because I never had it work for me. How did you you put the car on the track mm-hmm. and you just push the trigger? Mm. Pretty simple. With like seventeen D batteries. Nope, never worked. <laughs> Yeah, always the big D batteries. Dude, it never worked. Never, ever worked for me. I, I Well, there was two like metal no. strips on the bottom, if I remember correctly, that yeah, had to and, connect and, with the magnet on the track. And you can have two cars going side yeah. by side and racing. Yeah, and you had to put it in the perfect loop. Yeah. And that's it, right? Because that's yeah, that create a circuit. Yeah, you can have fly off and just hit someone I didn't in the want it in the loop, so my dad bought two sets so we can make like an S-curl on one side. I'm not even joking. How did it not work for you? Because... When you put it where, like, you look, make... Look, look, how, how are you able to perform intricate surgeries but not able to... Listen, a, a let me toy? explain! That's a good point. That's a good question. <laughs> let Jay, me if you explain. follow up on that uh, for us, please. <laughs> let me... You suck. Let me explain. But, so, we put By it, the way, I won a trivia, so I'm getting a shirt. Yeah, yeah, he won a trivia. Nice. That, that's, no, that's not fair. I said J, and then I had, like, a, a brain aneurysm. <laughs> anyway, please explain the toy. Um. So, what, what ended up happening is... Uh, we would make this like really not super elaborate because this is again like ninety whatever, uh, <laughs> and you were ten. And, yeah, and but it would have a mini like S curve because we my father bought two sets of the track mm-hmm. so we can do it. So we'd put one going the opposite way, another one curving back, and then finish the loop out. So okay, it's fine. The actual circuitry worked. When it gets to the S curve, it always flew off. Uh, so you I were could, going too fast. No, it's just it's not supposed to do that. Oh, okay. So it would, it's only supposed to go in the loop. Sounds like you had a defective track. No, uh, maybe. I don't know. Or a defective hand that couldn't pull the trigger well enough. But I'm bing. Yeah. If I had, you know what? <laughs> go back in time and tell Little Jay that. <laughs> see how he feels. Little Jay, your hand's defective. Get a new one. Well, Little Jay took it out on the track by making sure nobody played it. <laughs> <laughs> I threw it away. I, I was like, oh, it doesn't work for me. And I would come there and find, like, my cousins or my dad even playing with it. And it was, like, a perfect loop. And I go, it doesn't do what I want it to do. So this toy no longer I'm still – like, uh, the, my question before, how are you able to perform intricate surgeries but not set up a kid's toy? Because my brain does what it wants to do. <laughs> yeah, I was big on trains when I was little. Like, trains. On, I've, I've never wanted. been into trains. Oh, what? really? Yeah, never. It's just uh, the, the idea bores me. I've always wanted the the elaborate train sets, like the ones that have the towns and everything, where you can t- listen. Oh, the, the ones you see like bridge. the ones you see like movies where you know, like the creepy stalkers are playing in their basement with them. Yes. <laughs> um, not like that, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't plan on having bodies or children there, but I just I would like a 
like an elaborate city. You build a city with skyscrapers and stuff, and you have your train go through it. I wanted to build a monorail one. You know? Yeah, the track oh, like, goes around. Like on the, the ceiling or a table? Like it would be on a table, but you could build a monorail okay. and have it go through the city and make it look like Metropolis. No, that'd be kind of uh, – if you make the track like really intricate and long, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, where you build a, a full-on city. Oh, this is like going through a house. I don't mean just this. I mean like I want to build – This was my dream when Jeez. I was eight years old. Joey, you've never, you've never even been in the studio before and you already know how to use everything. I know. I'm, I'm pretty talented. What can I say? Did you, yeah, I've did learned you from the best. And just do it? <laughs> Joey's like, oh, I got this. It's just it's like riding a bike. You got it. Don't it worry is. about it. He's back to it. Look at it. He is kind of right back in it. This, this feels like he hasn't gone anywhere. He's just right back in the saddle. The two, last two years never happened. Hey, basically. It's been a year. Just one year. Just, just one. One year feels like one year. But yeah, no, this guy uh, put a track throughout his entire house going up, d- uh, upstairs, downstairs, outside and everything. Pretty sure at the end of this track are divorce papers. <laughs> 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 or like the fox mauls the train or something. Yeah, like it's just... Why is it outside? Oh, see, like, it went see how patio, it's raised? And the dog is watching it yeah, go by. Yeah, the dog's like, this is my owner. He's an idiot. <laughs> and he's got a camera right on the train. And this train goes all the way around the house. It's a it's GoPro. Like, this is like a good, like, yeah. what, 10-minute video? I think it's like 10 minutes long. Wow, it's still going through the grass? It goes through the grass in the yard, yeah. This I, thing's crazy. Yeah, through the try. mucky muck. He didn't even try. Oh, uh, it's not going to make it. Oh, we're not going to make it. Caught on gonna... the grass, and it's going back around. Oh, wow. Oh, mow his lawn. Look, Wow. Yeah, it just loops around. He's like hoping it, he's like it might it might have. Don't get stuck in the grass. Don't get yeah, stuck in the grass. Yeah, he was thinking it might have derailed outside. How about you mow the lawn first, jerk? Is that a chicken coop? I don't know. He should have had it go. That through could it. have been a chicken coop. And this a guy, stack of hay. Is like a farmer. Yeah, look, this guy. He has a German Shepherd. I, are those Lego tracks? You know what? Where do I get the I patio so. set? That's a nice patio set. Where do we get? That? Actually, what he did was without real. Uh oh. Uh oh. Oh, it got stuck. Uh oh. Uh oh! Oh, that's why. Animal on the track. Dun, dun, dun. The, the cat's playing with it. The cat's playing with it. The cat hit it. Uh um, it's because uh, you know, in all honesty, it's one of those things where this is bad for any criminal wanting to rob his house. They now have to lay out. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good point. They now the look, here. They, they know where everything to, is. We have to get to the dog in the backyard. Oh look, the Sydney Center. The Sydney Playhouse. Yeah. Oh wow. How long do you think it took him to set this up? Um, Days. The entire length it took for her to come back from the lawyer. I'm yeah, serious. He's now divorced. Yeah, there's a divorce in this. All he has now to his name is his train set. This is what? No, actually, this is what he left for her. He lost the house and the car. And lost the, kids. the house, the girls, the kids. Got to keep the train. He actually super glued this to the floor and told her she could have the house. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. He just made this elaborate thing. That would be so evil. A permanent part of the floor. Jeez. This is like a really long it's set. It's a really long track. It yeah. goes on throughout the you entire house. You didn't pick up anybody. Room. What's wrong with you? Wow. Into the kitchen. Yeah, I'm telling a you. Back, you now around. know the whole house. Yeah, you can pretty it's much. Nice house. Yeah, actually, you know what? Good on Wait, you, where sir. is this? Uh, give me the address. We know the house already? Ah, uh, yes. Let me the, get the on t- Yeah, you walk TV's, in and you go right to the bathroom. The TV's like, on the wall. The kitchen. We know where the cabinets are. Yeah, you go to the bathroom. That was the bathroom over there. You <laughs> yep. go to the bathroom. You, just go, you walk into his house and you walk oh, in. Oh, no. I've been here before. Don't worry. Yeah, don't worry. Don't worry about it's it. It's actually Dimitri's house. <laughs> Look at this. Look. Uh, it's a kid's room. the bedroom. What the hell? That's Guy. This is your entire house. I love goes, the intricate switches. Goes underneath the bed. By now, the battery should have died. No, there's 17 D batteries in it. <laughs> yeah, but see, I've always wanted sets like this, or, or uh, like I want, like I said, to build an elaborate train set that had, like, you know, because I've seen some where people have uh, airplanes. Did you see the airplane set? 
No. What no. Oh my goodness. There's oh, the remote control airplanes. You no, mean? there's like a drone. If you, if you look Model at airplane? look up um uh uh like this whatever you call it like train set, but there's an airplane set of an actual airport. And they have them like the planes fly in through this like wall. Really, and it, dude, it's ridiculous. If I had that in my house, yes, I'd have an enormously large like bill. I'd have electricity. You'd also bill. have no life because this would take you too long to sell. No wife, no life. There, I, I would just actually you'd find me dead. <laughs> you guys yeah, just, the wife would kill you. Yeah, you would just find me dead because I would have I'd do nothing, nothing at all. I I just think stuff like this is cool. That's why I want to get into cosplay. And cosplay is cool. Wait, how does how does train sets, airplanes, and cosplay relate? Building stuff. Okay. So, but uh, really quick before I talk about cosplay, as Joey finds like the real life airplane set. Um, so for the musicians that are submitting, again, like we said at the beginning of the show, the top of the show, uh, a lot of you have talent. A lot of you don't are, have talent. Yeah, you're aspiring musicians who are missing the mark. They have to try a little harder. Um, what you, the ways to increase your actual chances of being heard on air, you need to tweet more. One tweet that says, hey, uh, try and help me get on the radio show isn't going to do anything for you because one tweet is gone within a day for us. We don't see it again. It gets lost in a myriad of different tweets. The best thing for you to do is to constantly get your fans to interact and engage with us. Get them to say why they like you as an artist. Get them to say what's their favorite song. Send snippets in the tweets. That way, while we're listening and we're retweeting, if you notice, we retweet almost everything and we like almost everything that you guys send us because we are trying to help you out at the end of all of this. Um, But if you send snippets along with what you're sending us, it's a great way to have an audience that normally wouldn't listen to you or hear you even on our network. They'd actually get a chance to kind of just peruse your music. Just by having it available for them to immediately hear in a clip. Peruse. Yes. That's the best thing I could say. Like, just do yourselves a favor and, you know, give yourselves a fighting chance by taking the time to make something like that. A a quick 15-second MP3 preview that's there as part of your tweet. Or uh, a website. snippet. Yeah, just snippets on a website or on your Facebook page and tag us to it continuously tag us to what you're doing. And as we go about the the process of updating the website and kind of getting back into the social media game, we'll now have those new links from you guys that we can actually share with the audience. So that's one of the ways to help you out. The other is if you want to be included in something that we're doing here on the network but don't know if your music is going to be heard by us, we're also going to eventually do a video variation of the same submission process so if you want to be included or at least be thought of in that process because we're going to pull the best quality looking video now all genres yes all all genres genres. and we're going to do a top 10 for every weekend of video shows so you should uh, you should just send us your videos as long as they're quality videos they don't have to be it took me six thousand dollars to do this or whatever but send a decent enough video And we will consider it, if not play it right there and then the audio and then get people to start watching the video portion of it when we get to that. So so just do yourselves a favor. Invest. That was something that uh, Morgan said earlier in the show. Invest in what you're doing. Invest in your passion. Put the quality behind the work. And it's going to pan out for you. Yeah, you got to invest in yourself and what you're doing. Exactly. Absolutely. And that's what we want you guys to get more involved in. But – uh. Back to now, the other part of the digression that I had earlier. The cosplay. Mm. 
So I want to get involved in it. I, I've said this for a while. I just want to hang out with a girl who does cosplay. That's yeah, really actually, my, uh, my top ten bucket list things to do. I I love cosplay. I love cosplayers. Um, yesterday I, I found this really cool thing that I didn't know was on Netflix. It's called Ghost Heads. Okay. Ooh. It's all the Ghostbusters and all the community Ghostbusters. So like the New Jersey Ghostbusters, Louisiana Ghostbusters. And oh, all the, like the. Ghostbusters cosplayers. And they, dude, it was like, so watching it, it was an emotional documentary. Crazy. Because it's about the Ghostbusters. Okay. But it's one of the more emotional documentaries, most emotional documentaries I've seen in a while because people are talking about getting over addiction, their their addictions to drugs or alcohol. Real talk. Um, Others are talking about having kids that have cerebral palsy that are getting involved in this because they're like, you know what? Mm. My child has the ability to interact with people that they normally wouldn't because they're a Ghostbuster. And all the Ghostbuster guilds, they actually don't just do it to dress up like a Ghostbuster, go to a con, and then go home. Every single Ghostbuster guild that gets noticed by the companies, like so what ends up happening is like the overall company says, hey, you have an honorary Ghost Corps, is what they call it. The Ghost Corps. You get a franchise, a Ghostbuster franchise, is franchised by the Ghost Core company that is okay. run by the original Ghostbusters. Oh, wow. Yeah, so yeah. I'm looking at this documentary that you're talking about. And, yeah. Uh, it is on Netflix. It's called Ghost Heads. The quick description of it is super fans of the monster 1984 hit Ghostbusters indulge their passion by gearing up, congregating at conventions, and even doing charity work. That's what I was going to get oh, that's to. That's great. Everything they do is a charity event. Unfortunately, it is only rated two out of five stars on Netflix. Ah, so make whatever. sure everybody watches it and... But give it five stars. It's so well, it's well worth it because the guys, like again, they're all emotional. They're there. A lot of people are breaking down. One guy talks about how his love and passion for Ghostbusters started with his grandfather, and how when his grandfather passed away, the movie felt made him feel like he was always close to him. Wow, um, that's deep. The, wow. the, yeah, the the genres that it's under is inspiring, emotional, and quirky. Yeah, it's the greatest thing. Also. Sorry, but there's a lot of like hot Ghostbuster chicks. Yeah. Oh, jeez. A lot of hot chicks in general. No, no, no. Yeah. No, no, no. Like the Ghostbuster chicks, though, like are on a whole nother, especially with the new movie that came I, out. I think it's because you just like Ghostbusters and girls and put them together. Yeah. Yes. Yes, and then no. It's like cars and girls. No, no. If you're a car yes, person, and then no. There is a, a psychologist. She is a, a bona fide state, like licensed psychologist who has her a major practice in New York and everything. She's one of like this. She's an Indian and Thai Ghostbuster, and I'm just like, there's no way you exist. And she's an uber dork who goes to cons and does other you, characters. You like dorks, that's what it is. Dorks are but hot yeah, to you, dude. It's watching her do this. She's proud to be a Ghostbuster. She goes because you can go to any of these conventions and be a Marvel character. You can go to any of these conventions and be a DC character. Everyone knows Superman, Batman, whatever. But the difference in being a Ghostbuster is it's based on a team. You have to have people come with you. You can't just be one Ghostbuster by yourself. That's the thing. And it's for people that have an inability to really reach out and talk. You you look stupid if there's not four Ghostbusters. And and so they have a community based on it where people that are looking for help with sobriety, people that are looking, hey, I'm recently homeless. If you can help me out. They have it as far as uh, the foreign countries. They have the uh, Italy has one of the biggest Ghostbusters communities out there. France has it. You can go to another country and stay at another Ghostbusters house because the forum will tell you this Ghostbusters house is safe. That's awesome. It's a community. There's legitimately stories where people found themselves homeless 
and the Ghostbuster group will get together and say, we'll help you, put you back on your feet, and get you to where you need to be. It, that's crazy. Yeah, that's great. That's great. And that's the that's the level of cosplay that's different because you can you see all these other cosplays like Jessica and all these other people they're individuals, they're individuals that don't do this group. right. They're just by themselves. Yeah, yeah, they're just I'm the best at what I do. I have you know I look this way whatever. Mm. Ghostbusters is more. It's got to be you and me, Dimitri, and yeah, we got to team game. You have there to has be to be a four team. people. Uh, speaking of Netflix, really quick uh, and uh, superheroes and everything. Um, Luke Cage actually came out today on Netflix. I haven't gotten a chance to see it. Um, I'll I'll take a look at I it. I haven't seen that either. Luke Cage is yeah, it just it just dropped this morning. Uh, yeah, j- actually, I think it was like tw- twelve hours ago, or it was like in the middle of night. Usually they do it. Now, what is that? Luke Cage is a it's a it's Marvel superhero. Yeah, he's a Marvel superhero who not exactly like Wolverine, but his story, his origin story is kind of like it. He was experimented on, and now he has unbreakable skin. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So he's bulletproof. He's super strong. So Someone like said, that. does he have unbreakable bones? Pretty sure if you can't get through the skin, the bones are all right. That's exactly correct. <laughs> you know, <laughs> just it is what it is. Um, but, yeah, he's he has no other powers except for, yeah, strength. So and super strength and unbreakable skin. Yeah, yeah. that's it. That That's basically – he's basically – But, I mean, everybody has a story, so it's really the story that – He is know. racist America's worst nightmare. A very indestructible, <laughs> angry, big black and guy. And he wears a hoodie in most yeah, of the shots. he's an angry, big black guy who can't die. Like, that's that's <laughs> everybody Who can't be shot. Who Yeah, when he gets shot, it bounces off of him. So he has to be careful how he deflects his chest muscles. Yep. He so can't it doesn't flex ricochet off and hit an innocent bystander. Could you imagine – He can't be Terry Crews. Directing your pectorals. <laughs> So you don't hit an innocent bystander. <laughs> boom, boom, yeah. boom. Yeah. You're like, oh, I've got. I've I got can't it. flex this arm. Hold on. I got to flex this ab, but not this one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just to figure out. At that point, I just walk with my hand out, <laughs> stopping bullets. I'd sing songs. They would hate me. I'd be the worst because I would just be the guy. I'd sing Let It Go. And just, <laughs> I'd be the most unassuming, horrible. Sing the classic Disney songs. Yeah, just whatever I could. Have you ever heard the blue? <laughs> yes, I, I I'm trying to that. shoot you. Why yeah. are you singing Disney songs? Exactly. Just and they'd be like, "What is happening here?" Or do like I've seen a bunch of the videos online where the guy he starts a fight with a random person, and like the the person that they pick the fight with is ready to like go. They just strip naked into a thong suit, the Borat suit, what? and then chase him. Yeah, it's. <laughs> It's a thing That's online, scary. man. It, I, I've seen the videos of like street fights where one guy is showing off his skills and the other guy just lands one punch and knocks him out. Yeah, no, that's just called stupid. Um, no, these <laughs> those, are those videos. I like. These those are, are fights, bum, bum fights, I believe. Yeah, no, those are just those are just dumb They're fights. Funny. But ah. dude, th- there's if you look it up, it's like prank videos. But it's you know obviously the the person being pranked doesn't know what's happening. But they'll walk up and it, it, there'll be like this random black guy sitting down and this kid will walk up and. Push him. I was thinking or, about putting it on the monitor, but you know what? I really don't yeah, want to see he'll, that. Yeah, he'll push him or he'll start like – he'll really start like kind of getting into it. And the guy like gets up and they're ready to go now. Now they're ready to really throw down. And he goes, all right, cool. Takes off his shirt, takes off his pants, and he's wearing the Borat suit and runs after him. <laughs> like I'm just like – That just means that he has nothing else to do. Yeah, I'd run away. Um, I wouldn't run away. I think I'd land a punch and be like, "Now you look like an ass." Like that's, that's it. actually a, that's a better strategy. Like I, I'm not gonna run away. People run away. I go, "Why would you run?" Now he, you can get tell something, to fl- get something <laughs> to throw at him and knock. Yeah, him he out. has no weapons. I can clearly tell you're packing nothing. Like <laughs> <laughs> any chance of you having a concealed weapon went out the window. That's, <laughs> well, that's it. a good point. You know, that's now I know I, I you're a boob, and I, I can. I, thanks for highlighting the places I could kick. <laughs> <laughs> Great, it's awesome. Works well. Really shows off the uh, the 
area I could kick. Yeah, the target. It's it's pretty small. I'm probably gonna have to really get in there. But <laughs> good to know, dummy. I get to know. I just I I really need to see more police stories where it's just like the guy's laid out and he's wearing the Borat suit. But um. Yeah, no, just back to the cosplay. I want to get into it. I think we should do gag order cosplay stuff, like where we start getting because we have a lot That's of our guys idea. go to conventions. You That's know, a great idea. We should do it. Why not? And Ghostbusters is easy enough for us to pull off. Although the proton packs cost a couple thousand dollars. Yeah, they're expensive. Although we, can, I can make mine out of cardboard and crayons. I don't want to make it out of cardboard. There's a guy that does it out of uh, fiberglass and stuff. It's legit. They look so. They good. light up and everything. Yeah, I've seen oh, that. Wow. And, and they have the traps. The traps actually have like steam coming out of them. Like you just used oh, it. Wow. Yeah. I look. I think I'd be one of those guys that drop like a cool ten Gs on some Ghostbusters. You don't have on 10 a Ghostbusters yeah. costume. On yeah, on a Ghostbusters costume. I'd be like, I need a loan from you, Citizens Bank. Why? You'd have and to wear it every single day. Yeah. Uh, no, just to go to these events. <laughs> no, you would actually wear it to work and everything. Oh, and the other thing that they stressed in the strange. in the ghost head thing. I, I want to get because I want to get Dan Aykroyd on or somebody because they they do interviews. Um, Bill Murray. Yeah, I want I want to get them on it's just because this the film itself like just talks about the community. One of the key things that they expressed was uh, also in regards to the, the cosplaying. You play as Captain America. You play as Superman and Batman. So you play as Clark Kent. You play as you know Bruce Wayne, whatever. But when you're playing Ghostbusters, it's actually your name because you're you became a member of the team. You're not playing as Venkman. Okay. You're not playing as Winston. You're playing as yourself. So you have your actual name on yeah, your suit. Yeah, it's everyone's their actual name. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. It's dude. It's pretty tight. It's, it's really like it's a serious community. I didn't know that they help with scholarships. Do you know that they filmed the new Ghostbusters just down the street in Stoughton? Yeah, some of the scenes down the street then yeah. the others were in uh New York at the fire station. Um, oh, cool. Have yeah. you seen it? Have you no. seen Ghostbusters? Have you, D? I, I, I saw the first 10 minutes of it. You got through 10 minutes? Y- yeah. Did you watch it? No. I haven't seen it. Look, I look for the whew, for the sake of just- Not intentionally. I just haven't, I haven't gotten around to it. Yeah, well, just for the sake of me being like fair, I'm going to watch it. it. I will say it was a bit difficult trying to get through the first 10 minutes. Oh. Whoa. You were here. We watched together. I blocked it out like I was touching <laughs> appropriately as a child. <laughs> So I don't remember it at all. I just it didn't happen. As of now, I have not watched a minute of Ghostbusters. <laughs> if there are any therapists listening, yeah, just I haven't watched a bit. It'll probably come flooding back. Like ah, I remember. No, um, no, uh, but uh, because Dan Aykroyd's in in the Ghost Head thing, he goes, yes. um, since there's such a demand and pe- there's a huge love, because they thought they thought this movie like was gonna fade away. They were like, ah, we're, we're going to try this sci-fi ghost movie. Oh, the, go- the actual Ghostbusters movie? Yeah. and They, they didn't realize it was going to be a cult classic? Dude. Cult hit? The, when, you, when you hear them in the, in the, like, the actual documentary, they go, uh, we didn't think this was – look, honestly, it surprised us. <laughs> they were like, we didn't think this was going to happen Yeah, but you just made all. a movie to make a movie. Yeah, they, they needed it's a thriller. A the first one is fantastic. Well, they're like, look at the year it came out. There was a bunch of Arnold Schwarzenegger movies. It was like yep. a huge year for movies, and they go – then we dumped this sci-fi ghost movie thing, and we're just like, didn't expect it to go anywhere. And suddenly, it hits, and it's the biggest one. They go, of all things, of all things, we thought the one we threw away, because they didn't do much editing. They leg- The only wow. thing that they really edited was like their sci-fi stuff. I mean, the um, special effects, the special effects yeah, stuff yeah. was a, a little bit state-of-the-art for that year. But then the rest of it was kind of like, they let 
the actors do what they were doing. They didn't really have scripts. It was just well, so that's because the, the actors didn't really need any scripts. They worked well together, and they were bo- they were all good at acting. So they improved. Yeah, they improved a lot of what was said. Wow. And so they were just like, yeah, we just kind of threw this thing out there. Like, all right, well, have fun. And suddenly. It's the biggest but thing. Maybe, that maybe, that, maybe that's why it's so big. Is because it's all natural. Yeah, it's a one of those like really a natural true. movie. It just kind of feels like these really are just friends that kind of do this thing where they bust ghosts. It's just a thing. Yeah, you just kind of they just hang out. Yeah, it's just, it's basically them chilling, and the music they also said was like one of the, the keys of the movie. You you can think of it when you get Lady Liberty um, alive in Ghostbusters two. You can think of your love is lifting me higher. You think of uh, Bobby Brown and how his quick cameo. You think of the original Ghostbusters track. It's just it's uh, I don't know. I, I'm I'm obviously everyone knows I'm a huge Ghostbusters fan, but it just made it so much more of a less of just a passion thing, but more of a ability for us to do something as a show, as a network. It's a cult classic. Yeah, but as a network, we can do charity as Ghostbusters. Yeah. Any way we could do charity, I think, is a good thing. Yeah, actually. And I don't think anyone listening would disagree. Yeah, and speaking of charity, I believe, is it October? So this month, hopefully, Precision Gaming, Becker College. Oh, either this month or next month. Yes, yeah, so either this month or next month, uh, Precision Gaming, in conjunction with Becker College and a couple of other uh, sponsors, will be throwing an event that is a charity-based event for handy-capable gamers. It's going to be an event that uh, has companies that create different methods for individuals who are handicapped or well, born awesome. with disabilities that to is awesome. enjoy gaming like you and I. Um, granted, there's th- I get my butt kicked anyways. It doesn't matter who's playing me. But it's a way to get everybody to be a part of this immersive community of gaming. It's going to uh, be great to raise awareness for the individuals that are um, afflicted by whatever it may be that causes them to, to be a handy, capable gamer. But then also for the companies that are Dive, like just they're dedicated to actually doing the research that goes into it and they're the ones that help with individuals driving or the being able to adapt to a workplace after suffering some tragedy or being born where they don't have the ability to kind of do what we do it's just they get to be part of yeah and it's just great i love that i love the thought of it so um precision gaming is going to be putting that on um i really uh, say Kudos to um, this, uh, Becca Sin for mm-hmm. leading the charge with that. She's really great, and she's key in that happening. Um, so kudos to her. But Kudos, kudos. Pay attention to them doing that. That's going to be a huge thing. And then we are, as Gag Order, we talk about it every year. Um, hopefully we can really get involved with the company this year, maybe Reverb Nation or one of the other partners that will be. Um, we can do something for Thanksgiving and Christmas for the Hope yes. for Little Wanderers. Um, where we can help kind of brighten some kids that are less fortunate, uh, brighten their days, just get them the ability to at least smile. And I think we do something every year. Yeah, we do. But I want to now. I I think we personally need to like make it a a stamp. Like this is what we're gonna do every single year. Oh, okay. This make is a the tradition. Gag order event. Yeah. yeah. We need to start that and have a gag order tradition that we can all look forward to and get to the point of where it's bigger and bigger. Yeah. And now the notoriety itself brings in the sponsors that can make some kids it's win-win win for everybody yeah and that's just what we want even if it were like books and and notebooks for school 
uh, shoes, blankets, whatever, just to brighten somebody. Anything. Day. Clothing drive. We could do a clothing oh, drive. Oh, we should do a clothing drive. It's not drive. a bad idea, especially yeah. with the winter coming. Yeah. And, and that's just, you guys are going to see more of that, especially given our show's uh, length. We've been on the air almost four years. A very long time. Yeah. So we've been at this for a while. So Dimitri and I, we're kind of at that point where we want to be more established in the in the media scene here in New England. Um, we're known in other parts of the country, but we want to at least have our own backyard pay attention to what we're doing. So that's kind of where we're at. Um, so, yeah, we're going to start doing charity events. Yep. It's going to be fun. But, uh, yeah, we're getting ready to wrap up. I seriously am happy to have Joey back here if this becomes a permanent thing where he's back hey, in the studio. Hey, Joey B. Hey. It'd be great. I love you guys. Yeah, and we we will have more guests on and, and have it be where we can actually get back to what we do as Gag Order. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to say, I, would, I was going to lie and say less raunchy, but I'm actually going to go in the other direction. And we will bring back the history of rock. Yes, that's what it was with... Oh, some what was his long name? name, Junior, Junior, Esquire, Esquire. Oh, oh, oh! We have to go like two years, three years back in the records. Oh, it was something. something we cannot remember the Esquire, name. Junior, the, the Junior, Junior. Was, the name was perfect. You just don't remember it. Yeah, it was, dude, it was just ridiculous. Benedict the Third or something. Like yeah, that. no, oh, oh, yeah. You are so close. But it was it was like Benedict Royal. Reginald like the Third something I don't know Reginald something oh. I don't know we'll have to we'll have to flip back the tapes yeah but there was a Junior Junior Esquire yeah there was <laughs> <laughs> and there was a real robe in studio yeah <laughs> yeah wow we, we were gonna do it we yeah were we were gonna close. go out now we have the space to do it. we have a stage oh. it might be time it's it can happen we have a stage oh we use a fireplace with a real fire. Or we, we can work on that. Yeah, I was gonna, <laughs> <laughs> like how we both were like, wait, uh, let's hold off on that. I can build the chimney. It's okay. Oh, All that's right. what we need is yeah, a chimney. Yeah, we need a chimney, but we were both like, oh, I don't know about the fireplace thing. That's okay, Dimitri. Uh, pause. Make uh, one of those really fake fireplaces with the paper that just yeah, goes back yeah, and forth. Just the do, red paper. Hey, look, we can so pull it off. Yeah, there's a lot of things coming. We're going to start doing the vlogs, uh, the vlog series. I'm going to start posting, so look to that. Um, Dimitri will start posting probably text stuff. And uh, if Joey and John get on board, maybe they'll start posting Beatles and music stuff. There Heck you go. yeah, man. So with all that being said, I'm Jay. I'm Dimitri. I'm Joey B. And this is the Gag Order Radio Show coming to you live every Friday, 5 to 7, here on the Gag Order Network. See you next week. Later. <laughs>